The Autobots watch the evil Unicron explode into a million fragments. All that remained was the horned head orbiting the planet like a strange moon. The struggle was over. Under the leadership of Rodimus Prime, the Autobots could begin to rebuild their home. Okay, so what have you learned today about Transformers the movie? That uh, there is no point in the program because all of the robots can die like humans. So it might as well just be a program about war between humans. It's a, it is a war. It's a war story about a great looming weapon of mass destruction and the cost of defeating such a giant, unstoppable force. Tim Heidecker has become very political and I like it. Awesome. But your review's first this week. Look, check it out. Look. Ah, that's good. You so yeah, so I've, I, <laughs> I've not been doing much recently. Oh, um, good. Apart from fingering your butthole. Apart from fingering my butthole. Well, I found out something interesting about the human arsehole. This is something that you may be interested in. Okay, so, you know how peanut butter is made? Um, the key's in the title, peanuts and butts. All right, butter, yeah. No, peanuts and butts. No. No? No. Okay, tell me how peanut butter is made. Um, it's it's ground-down mixture of, like, butter and all sorts of stuff. It's butter like, and all sorts of stuff? It's not just peanuts. There's other stuff in there. There's other stuff in there. Salt and okay. all sorts. All right, now on to the key thing about this week. What... How are you feeling, Ant? Tired. Your first review. I'm so fucking tired as well. It's unbelievable how tired That's why I thought I'd pep you up by getting you to listen to the Transformers the movie book on tape by John Grant. It didn't work. I am more tired now than when that started. So the works of John Grant didn't help you. The works of John Grant did not help me, no. He's a famed ladybird author. I know, I know. I've got some of his books. I believe I had that book. When I was when I was a kid, but obviously the back cover was ripped off of mine because for some reason everybody had those kids' books where the back cover was ripped off. It's missing lines such as the classic Galvatron line, Coronation Starscream, this is bad comedy. That's not in there. No. And Spike doesn't say, oh shit, like he does in, does in the film. I was, I was going to start off this episode reading something I've been writing recently. Oh. But I thought that... Is it your I, memoirs? No, it's not. No, I've started writing a political sci-fi thriller. Okay, so this came to me the other day because I watched a video on YouTube of Alex Jones. Have you heard of Alex Jones? What, the bassist from Blur? No, no. Alex Jones or Alid Alec? I don't know how they say it in America. Alid Jones is the choir singer? No, it's Alex Jones. But anyway, there's a guy in America who declares frogs are being turned gay by the government and Hillary Clinton was a lizard person. Oh, him from yeah. Infowars. There you go, that's the guy, Infowars yeah, guy. Yeah, of the Hut. Yeah, yeah. So I've started mm. writing a, a political sci-fi thriller starring a person much like him. All right. um, think of it as a Kevin James film, but written with a lot more deflammatory and and uh, insulting dialogue about the main character instead of it being positive. No. So I've written such spectacular lines as his skin was coarse, sad, and full of nothing but the hamburger meat of so many lost menus from McDonald's. And it was just, it, it's, it's essentially the idea is that he one day is doing his program and he's talking about the gay frogs, gay amphibians, and how the government secretly started a program to turn all the frogs gay so they could destroy the system that was in place right. with frogs 
Because we need to get rid of frogs. Because we need to get rid of frogs. Uh. All right. And he's got an intern on that day. Yeah. All right. Who happens to be a liberal. <gasps> right. And a key fact about Alex Jones, he doesn't drink water that doesn't come from bottles. Because you know tap water. They pull all kinds of crazy chemicals in it. It'll turn you gay. Well, if he's going to do that, he may as well not breathe air. The chemtrails are out exactly, there. Exactly. Exactly. Corrupting our exactly. minds. Exactly. But... His, Even though it's a his, wildly inefficient his, method of like poisoning is, people, this, but I'm getting, to, I'm getting to the key plot. So, Alex Jones, this intern, doesn't realise that Alex Jones only takes his coffee with bottled water poured into that kettle, uh-huh. and there's a mix-up, and he may have possibly drank water from the bloody tap. Even though it's been boiled, surely even it was though it's been bo- No, no, the chemicals are strong. They don't even swamps. Oh. There's the chemicals. Even though most most chemical compounds tend to dissolve. At a don't worry, it's Alex Jones. Okay. So there's a whole who done it and if it happened, but the whole of the book, he's slowly having a sexual awakening due yeah. to these. With Mike Pence. <laughs> with my, no, 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 not with Mike Pence. Oh. But he's having a sexual awakening and he keeps. It's Mike Pence. Possibly. Um, I haven't gotten he to that point yet. He hasn't, he hasn't gotten to the point yet where he's to deal found with the lovers. But he's dealing with the urges and he's sort of. He, mm. I'm at the point now where he stopped eating things like hot dogs and carrots. Oh. He won't eat that food because he thinks that in his head. He's being brainwashed by like the, the government. Like super bad. Yeah. He can't he's, have anything phallic. Have anything phallic. All the yeah. best foods are phallic. Exactly. So he's yeah. he's trying to prevent himself from turning further gay because he believes that it's a progressive like chemical reaction. Mm. Um, and then it's just at the end he's just going to become this this out and out gay guy. He's just going to be like that. Oh, I'm gay. It doesn't he's matter. And then he's going to realize that I'm every- super. Thanks for no, asking. No, 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 no. But he's gonna he's gonna come out and then it's gonna be a case of he'll be like, well, I'm out, but I'm still the same Alex Jones. I'm still revealing the truth to you. But all of his listeners are fucked off because he doesn't realise that he was part of a right-wing Nazi group. Nah. Yeah. That's the book I'm writing now. It's only going to be about 120 pages long, but we're selling it Amazon for like two quid. That's okay. Yeah, do that. Yeah. Call it Pounded in the Butt by a Oh, no, no, no. I've got a title. I'm not going to reveal that yeah. yet. That's part of the fun. I think that's yeah. what's going to sell it, really. You review something. My first review this week is going to be... Let me turn to my notes because I have made notes because I'm fucking tired. Um... Is it my turn first? Yes. Are you sure? Yeah, I started with Star Wars last time. Okay. See, I remember these things. I'm going to review Zelda Breath of the Wild no, for Wii U. No, you're not. No, you're not. I... No, you're not. That's my review. And you pirated it, so you didn't get to review it. <laughs> I'm going to review Zelda Breath of the Wild. No. No, you don't, you don't get an opinion on it. I'm going to review Always Sunny in Philadelphia Season 12. All right, so you're going to spoil Always Sunny in Philadelphia for me. No. No. But I am going to talk about it. Has Mac made gains? Yes. Oh, sweet. No, anyway, so Always Sunny in Philadelphia is only 10 episodes this season. It always is. No, much. it's usually 12. They started out doing like 20 and 18. There's been all kinds of numbers. But anyway, yeah. so this is Always Sunny in Philadelphia, season 10, uh, season 12, sorry, 10 episodes. Um, there are a few big changes. All right. And then there are... Has Mac been cultivating mass? No, Mac, uh, Mac comes out in one episode. He comes out in one episode in the last series. No, but he comes out properly. Yeah. After they find that he has an exercise bike in the basement of the bar hmm. that is rigged so that the seat has a hole in it. All right. And out of the hole, when you when you pedal, a dildo shoots you up in the arsehole. Hmm. So they, there's a scene... I'm not going to spoil the context, because the context is what makes it funnier. But the scene where he's just like... He's just like that's my exercise bike. All it does is you go on it and when you feel yourself relaxing and you start dipping down towards the seat, it punches you in the ass and lifts you back up again. But really, it's obviously just so that he can, he can do himself in the bottom. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, Alex Jones likes to do. 
Yeah, because they had an episode in the last series where he came out and then he decided he can't possibly be gay because he's a Christian or something, wasn't yes. it? Yes. Well, was, was it the last season when they had the, the Irish episode where they had the portable paddy wagon? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, he goes, he goes, I'm going to go to the rainbow bar. What, the gay bar? And he goes, I don't know what kind of bar it is. There's not time for that. But I'm going to go to the <laughs> rainbow and search for his pot of gold, okay? And he comes back. <laughs> oh, yeah, with the glitter. He's covered in glitter. Yeah. And he's just like, he's like, wait, were you at the gay bar? I'm not, no, there's no time for that. <laughs> Classic. But, um, but Classic yeah, so Mac. season 10, there's a little bit of growth, but there's 12. also... What? 12. Season 12, yeah, yeah. there's a little bit of growth. 12 years. Yeah, I know. That's oh, mad, isn't it? Oh. There's a little bit of growth, but it's, you know, the characters aren't progressing. They're still the same people that we had before. Yeah. Still. Um, there's a weird... You remember Charlie and Dee slept together, like, oh, yeah, a yeah. couple of seasons ago? Um, there's a weird thing in which they all give each other Valentine's Day cards that they hate. Like, they, like, write horrible shit in them. Yeah. And D hands hers out, but then she goes, like, and pretends she's going to shoot everyone unless Charlie says something nice. So Charlie has to tell her he loves her. He doesn't tell anyone else he loves them. So it's sort of still that idea that they might be sort of... Oh. But anyway, it's a great season. The last episode's worth watching because it's really... It's interesting. There's a couple of episodes that really change everything up, like, but only for the com- the, the confines of that episode. Yeah. There's a whole episode ded- dedicated to cricket, which is great. Nice. Um... Cricket has Cricket! become... He is a monster, isn't he, now? Just falling apart. And it's not, all their fault. I know, every time. Yeah. He's not human anymore. He lost his job at the vicarage. He got burnt alive. <laughs> his fingers got crippled, didn't they? Yeah. Um, got trapped in a dog's he pet got, kennel. He got the he got the bin thrown at him and there was an edge on it. Oh, yeah, they yeah. cut his neck open, yeah. you know. Yeah. He's had half his face burnt off. Missing Lovely. a tooth. He looks like uh, Dwight from Walking Dead. He does. He's <laughs> looking like Dwight from Walking Dead. One of my favourite things about cricket is uh, the episode where they meet him and they, they meet him after he's been on the streets for a little while and he's still wearing his priest outfit. Yeah. And they get him addicted to cocaine so they can sell cocaine for them. Yeah. And he's got those drums because he goes, guys, 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 guys. I, I sold all the cocaine and I spent all the money on these sweet ass drums. <laughs> those are a couple of trash cans, cricket. No, these are my drums. I've run a musical. It's like, Gotta make it sexy. Gotta keep it sexy. It's all the hips and nips. <laughs> Playing his drums and he gets his legs broken. Um, but yeah, no, always something in Philadelphia season season twelve. Um, mm. If you've liked every other season, you you know will like this. Um, it's not an entry point. No. Well, yeah. Just watch any old episode of Always Sunny. No. This all you need season, to know is people scream at each other a lot. No, this ties into a lot of the older stuff. So they reference a lot of the older stuff in this in this series, and there's yeah. less. It's less. Um, it's like history. half the last series is repeating storylines from the previous series. Yeah. Just like, when did they have the wedding episode where Marine Ponderosa Oh, uh, that's like series 10, isn't it? Is it? It's like the series 10 cliffhanger. Yeah, I went through... I Because the series 11's got the um, court boat. case with the bird bird law and him oh, and his yeah, giant yeah, yeah, hands. Yeah, yeah. He's Robert got the hands. fake hands. Yeah. Hey, could you take a picture of me, but can you put your hands over my hands? Yeah. He's so fucking creepy. I love that character, though. Yeah. Every time he comes in, there's just some new layer of creepiness to him. It's like, hey, Charlie, you want to come and you want to come and stay in my bed? We can go tops to tails, you know, whatever you like. <laughs> no. No, Uncle Jack. I don't want to stay in bed with you. You're super creepy. Mum, tell him to go away. Um, but yeah, season season 12 of We Saw It Sunny in Philadelphia. Um it's solid, but like I said, it's just, you know, it's not, it's nothing new to it, but 12 seasons in, you're not going to expect anything new, are you? Supernatural is, what, 13, 14 seasons in? Have they cancelled that yet? No. Oh, for God's sake. It's 13, 14 seasons in, they don't really change it's that. Poor Man's Buffy. Yeah, poor Man's X-Files. It's alright, I like it. I watch it when I get bored. It's full of pretty boys. 
They are very pretty. Yeah. I like my boys pretty. Is Felicia Day still in it? Uh, occasionally. She had a kid yeah. recently, didn't she? Yeah. Silly Isn't woman. weird? Oh, I, I was talking fair. to a friend the other day, um, and I said that I fucking hate babies. And he... You hate fuck babies? No, no, I fucking hate oh, right. babies. Okay. And, um, and... And he agreed with me. He was like, he was like, yeah, I don't, I don't get babies because they shit and they piss everywhere and they vomit and they just oh, fucking cool. gross. They make funny noises. But once a baby gets to three or four and they start talking back, start cracking wise, making jokes, that's the best age to get a kid. I don't know. Yes, it's just like you don't want a puppy, you want a dog, because a puppy makes a lot of noise. It's just fucking. You have to train it and everything. You get a dog, it's mo- way better, way better. I Kids hate suck. babies. Babies are shit. So oh, I give this a Scott Bakula. Hmm. Scott, baby Scott Bakula. Yeah. Yeah. Scott Bakula, as in, well, he's in an episode, so I remember in that. Oh, point. sweet. It's actually really fucking funny. Oh. So I'm going to give it a Scott Bakula. I want to go Bakula in time. I didn't know. They had Roddy Piper in one episode in the last series, didn't they? Yeah. Just, and it aired just around the same time he died. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what one was it? What was he in? I can't remember. They, um, I can't remember what it was. He's like. Oh, was he a hitman or something? No. If we can hire him to do something. In Always Sunny? I can't remember. But Roddy Piper was in like... it's like He's in a couple of episodes, isn't he? He's in loads of episodes. Yeah. Go he's, on, uh, he's the He's the old wrestler that's just fucking yeah, yeah. nuts. Yeah. He's dead now. Yeah. Yeah, sad times. No, oh, no. The gang wrestles for the troops. That was an amazing episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Domaniac. Um, they go dressed as birds. Yeah. The maniac loves you guys. Um, God, I'm just gonna look at always something for your review. It's your your turn to review something. Um, right. Well, I've only like done probably like three things the last two weeks, so I think. I mean, because a lot of my time has been taken up playing a game. For a lot of time, one I paid for. Um, <laughs> you know, just You're such a bitch about playing that. playing fully um, for a lot of time. So I think what I'm gonna have to do. Is going to have to do a totally real review? A real review? Yeah. Um, Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> um, it's out on March 21st. Yep. Obviously, it's the only thing I've been playing for like yep. two weeks. Yep. Um, has stunning graphics. Yep. It's the story of um, Gabriel Mass and Jenny Effect as they travel to the Andromeda galaxy mm-hmm. from the hit TV series Andromeda starring Kevin Sorbo. Awesome. Um it Kevin also the Hitman Sorbo. It also stars people from TV shows that you've probably heard of in voice roles. Linda Carlini. Sure. Um, they go to a planet and in Andromeda, and there's aliens, and there's a conspiracy, and they fight the aliens, and then they solve all sorts of issues with their like moral choices. Lots of morals. There's a film in twenty fourteen or twenty thirteen. More morals. Called Pro could, Wrestlers versus Zombies. Oh, great! But there's more morals than you could possibly imagine in this Mass Effect game. Um, amazing sound, amazing gameplay. Uh, what I really love about it, and it's Hardy, amazing. Yeah. What I really love about it is that it's science fiction, and we all love science fiction, don't we? We all love everything about Mass Effect. We love all the previous games. Kurt Angle's in it. Everything about the previous games was amazing. I liked. I especially liked the ending to Mass Effect Three. Yeah, everyone, everyone, universal, worldwide, all loved the ending to Mass Effect Three. Um, but this game is utter shit. Um, it's full of cuck SJW bullshit. You can play as a woman one in it. 
Can you do that on all the other Yeah, ones? and she can punch men can she do that and on beat all the them. Can, it's wait, outrageous. No, you can do that on all the other ones, can you? It's outrageous. No, I'd only ever picked a man. I wouldn't pick an est- a woman in it. Why would you ever pick a woman? Is this something that's actually happening? Is this something people are actually outraged in, or is this something that you've there's there's gay sex in it and pushing there's a gay agenda? Gay sex in it. You can kiss boys when you're a boy. There was always kiss boys. That is SJW. Wait, what's wrong with kissing men? Boy bullshit. SJW, you don't like that stuff because they're pushing the gay agenda. And you want to make out? Yeah. There's friggin' like, you know, like there's men like taking each other's engorged veiny penises mm-hmm. and, and sliding them into their, their anuses. Okay, clearly you don't and understand you... gay sex, all right? So what you do is a magical fit, pixie pops out of your bell end, tickles the other guy's balls, and then you kiss each other vigorously whilst docking. Yeah. You can do docking. There's lots of docking in Mass Effect Andromeda. Well, sign me up. How docking, much is it? Docking with men. Docking is it with online only? Aliens. Docking with space stations. Is it online only? It's all over the place. It's just wherever you want. So uh, I need to ask this question. Are there actually people that are outraged about the fact that you can play as a woman? It's and- not out yet. I don't know. I'm, I'm just giving the exclusive scoop on the review here. This is because I'm writing a book about Alex Jones. But it's Mass Effect, SJW, Bioware. They libtards. If it gets any less than 9.8 out of 10, then that reviewer is biased against Bioware games. I haven't been paid off. Why are you drinking your Kool-Aid? No. Better. That's better. Mm, it would be. I pissed in it. There's <coughs> well, so I asked you to. Mass Effect Andromeda. Totally out. Totally, totally really good. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> My favourite right, bit is where you travel through space with your girlfriends. Here's the thing. <laughs> Just like I do in real life, because I'm a yeah. real tough guy. I'm a yeah. tough guy, I flex, alien send me, oh shit, look at that guy, he's tough. And uh, Goku, Goku wouldn't fuck with me, Kamehame, not in this town. Yeah, mate. I'd probably kiss Goku. I'd probably, uh, well, maybe, maybe, he's yeah. got long hair. Yeah. Donald Trump tells me it's okay, I'm going to do it. To Mass Effect Andromeda, it's rubbish. I give it a certified buy it. Yeah. Buy it. Cuck SJW bullshit. Yeah, buy it. It's got uh, women one in it. you got women one in it? It's got women in it. Aww. Wh- women. How dare it. I like ladies. If you can't go to another galaxy and expect to find women there, can you? No. Females don't exist in other galaxies. No, exactly. It's not realistic. <laughs> not realistic at all. Your review? Uh, well, my next review is going to be Zelda Breath of the Wild. Don't review Zelda Breath of the Wild. You didn't buy it. I did buy it. No, you didn't. I did. No, you didn't. I did. No, you didn't. Anyway, my next review is going to be Zelda Breath of the no. Wild. No. You don't get to review it. I don't get to review it. No, you got to review something else. Okay, alright, okay, fine. Um, I will review... Nah, what is my next review? Let me just have a quick look at my page. Oh, for God's sake. Uh, my next review is going to be Dead Rising 4. Oh, have you got it now? I do. You played it for like two minutes. Played it for quite a while, actually. Oh. So Dead Rising 4 is the continued story of Frank West. Our Jim protag- West, Desperado, Rough Rider, no, our- I don't want another. Our protagonist from Dead Rising 1 and Dead Rising 2 off the record. And also Dead Rising Case West. So, Frank is a middle-aged man. Well, older now. 50-ish. 
So he's more like a Bruce Campbell character in the new game. They've completely changed the way he looks, and he still fights zombies. He's got and a different pictures. voice as well. He's got a different voice as well. He may as well be a different character. The story goes that Frank is now a teacher, hmm. and one of his students has decided to go and investigate Willamette, the mall, because there has been recent inklings that there's been an outbreak around there. I thought the zombies were all over the place now. The zombies weren't all over the place, no. no. Hmm. They basically um, they created a vaccine, and everybody was forced to have the vaccine injected in them so that no one could become a zombie again. Zombrex. But Xenotrans, which is the company that produced produced the um, Zombrex and also accidentally produced the wasps in the first one, spoilers. Um, They have um, started cloning people, Mm. like non-vaccined people, to test the virus and continue to see if there's any sort of implementation for it to be a weapon. Um, An outbreak happens. Everyone's fucked. It wouldn't be a very good weapon. You go back to Willamette. Yeah. And, uh... Kick stuff again. And punch stuff and make weapons and drive so around. Is it the same layout as it was in the original one? Or uh, is it's it actually new? bigger. And they've changed it. It's now like a hyper mall. So they've oh. changed like the layout and stuff. There are a couple of bits that are still there. Yeah. But everything else so is still... still Jill Sandwiches. Yeah. Sweet. Like in Resident Evil 1. Yeah. Which I recently named my favourite game. Really? Of all time, yeah. Really? Yeah, when I was 11. It's the really? first time I've Yeah, it's one of my favorite games of all time. Um, but anyway, so uh, Dead Rising 4, they've changed a couple of things. They've introduced the mechanic of being able to combine stuff without picking it up from Dead Rising 3. Yeah. And vehicle. Yeah, yeah, you can just Modern build stuff, stuff whenever you yeah. want now, can't you? Well, no. Not, not that workbench. You have stuff. to complete it to unlock that in this one. Yeah. Not in like Dead Rising 3 where you could go to like a locker and you just instantly take out what you want. Alright. It's interesting, but it's not great. I have issues. They've got rid of... One of the key things to the Dead Rising series are you get 72 hours, three days, to solve the mystery, and there's there's times that cases will open up and you have to do things by a certain time for it to unlock. Yeah. Uh, No time limit anymore. Oh, no. So there's no time limit anymore. Um, And uh, now they've introduced a mechanic where zombies... When you're in a group of zombies, even if they're not swinging or trying to bite at you, you'll take damage. Outrageous. Just because you're in a horde. And that really fucks me off. Yeah, they've got to bite you. Well, yeah, they've got to bite you or they've got to hit you. Because there's yeah. no... If you're just in the middle of a horde and your screen starts going grey and you're like, why is it going grey? I'm not being hit by anything. What's the point? That's not a mechanic. That's just a random number generator. Well, even if they're like beyond arms reach away from you. Yeah, even if you walk into the middle of a crowd and all the zombies that are in your immediate vicinity are turned the other way, yeah. you'll start taking damage. Oh, are they on fire? Nope. Oh, it's fucking stupid. Bad, maybe. And it's even worse. If you if you start playing in the in the very hardest difficulty, which is why I did, I jumped on and it's called Blackest Friday, because obviously it's in a mall. It's not racist. It's not a Donald Trump game. I say at Christmas. Yeah. Um, even even though that's that's like going to the hardest difficulty, if you even step close to a crowd, even if they don't hit you, hmm. you'll start taking damage. Oh, that's balls. It's fucking stupid, isn't it? Yeah. It doesn't make any fucking sense. I'll turn so, that shit off. Well, you can't. Well, I'll just play You'd the have game. to play in normal for it not to happen. Well, then play on normal. I don't want to fucking play in normal. I don't buy a game to not have a challenge. If I didn't want to have a challenge, I'd go and fucking sit and not play video games. I want a challenge from this. I don't want to spend £18 on a video game and then complete it in a day. If you wanted a challenge, you'd try having a wank. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have 40 minutes to waste most days. Yeah. Um, I just have sex with Tyra instead. Um, anyway, so uh, Dead Rising 4... She appreciates 4. you telling the internet. 
I think the internet probably knows the amount of noise we make. Dead Rising 4 is... <sighs> it's a good game, I guess. It's not fucking very good. Yeah. It looks quite nice. It sounds like what I saw when they take out the time limit and stuff like that. They've basically gradually whittled away all the things that made Dead Rising Dead Rising and just yeah. turned it into video game the video game. Yeah. Is there towers to climb? No. Yeah. There are things that you can like claim and stuff. Because it's all like about towers to nowadays. Yeah, there's bits to collect and stuff, but it's just hmm. fucking stupid. Yeah. I really don't like it. And I really wanted to like it. I'm going to keep playing it. I think I'm going to complete it and then I'm just going to fucking trade it in something. I don't know. What else can you do with a game nowadays? No. I don't know, man. You could use it as a coaster. <laughs> um, but yeah, I give it... It's hard to give it anything, really. I give it... Will Smith in Wild Wild West, Jim West. Rough no, I give it Will Smith in, in uh, Winter's Tale. Winter's Tale? Never seen it. Okay. Um, Will Smith plays Satan. Sweet. And he is about the best thing in that three hour long film. Three hours? Yeah. The fuck? But he's only at five minutes. That's okay. But why would you ever watch a three-hour film? Because Colin Farrell plays an immortal guy trying to save a woman who's dying of a cold disease whilst being chased down by Russell Crowe as a devil. All right. And there's a horse that's magic. Why is this three hours long? I don't know. It's based on a book. Oh. But Will Smith's in it, and he comes out in a Jimi Hendrix t-shirt, and he's like, he's like, so Russell Crowe, you found him yet? And Russell Crowe's like, nah, I'm going to keep giving it a go. And then all of a sudden, Will Smith has bat fangs, and he's like, find the fucking guy! <laughs> I was like, yeah! Oh, he's gone. So he's a bit, like, it's, it's you know, it's that, that glimmer of hope that there'll be something in there that I enjoy. But for now, it's looking like a three-hour fucking slog fest. So that's Will Smith in the Winter's Tale. All right. All right. Your review, Ant? Okay, uh, right. Scraping the bottom of the barrels. Um, WB Fastlane was last week. It was a pay per view. Life in the fast lane. Um, I remember there being two good matches. Sure one of them, lose one of them was Neville, who I wish they'd change his name. Neville. Neville's. He used to be known as Pac. Neville Longbottom. And for a while, he was brought in as Adrian Neville. And then when they brought him to the main roster, they thought they should change his name just to Neville. Um, he's a Glaswegian wrestler. Glaswegian. Yeah. And he had a match against uh, Jack Gallagher or Gentleman Jack, as I've always known him, who's a great wrestler. Got a little mustache. Yeah. British wrestler, very the guy good. from the guy from Waxwork and Waxwork Two and Gremlins. No, Frank, it's Zach Gallagher. No, Zach Gallagher. Oh, Jack Gallagher, rather. Um, Zach Gallagher. Jack Gallagher. He likes Zach to. Gallagher. He likes to. Zach Gallagher. Yeah, he likes to wrestle. He's got an umbrella. He does a thing where he jumps off the top rope holding the yeah, umbrella he, like Mary Poppins and he's lands. He's the shit. He used to work in a bank. He fought some zombies. No, yeah. not zombies. Gremlins. Yeah, um, and but, some zombies in Waxwork One. That match was really good. There was a bunch of other matches I couldn't give a shit about. There was a Divas title match, which was Charlotte Flair versus Bailey, which was really good. And the main event was Goldberg versus Kevin Owens, and it was pointless because Goldberg. Goldberg's like 50-something now, and he doesn't do much. So he give a fuck, does he? He's he old. turns up, stands there for a few minutes. Kevin Owens delays the start of the match and then gets speared and beaten in like four seconds or something. Good way to make your world champion look strong. After he's beaten loads of people for the last like six, nine months or whatever he was champion for, just just having beaten him in like five seconds, like you know that'd be like you know if like your UFC champ had just railroaded over everyone, just destroyed people for for months on end, yeah, and you know everyone's like, there's no chance he's going to lose anytime soon. Every challenger he comes against is brilliant, and then like Dan Seven turns up and knocks him out in one punch. Better yet, who's the guy who was in? Godzilla Final Wars. He was a he was a mixed martial arts fighter, wasn't he? 
You're talking about um, fuck. What was his name? He's amazing. I know who you mean. I know who yeah. you mean. Don. Oh yeah. Don something, but he's awesome. Don, he looks like M. Bison in fuck, Godzilla fuck, Final Wars. Fuck, fuck, Godzilla <laughs> Final Wars. Yeah, yeah, he has the great move where he's about to hit that woman. He's yeah, about to punch in the face and he just opens his hand and backhands her. Yeah, yeah. 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 Surely you wouldn't hit a lady. He's like... <laughs> you don't know. Amazing. Don Fry. That's it, Don Fry, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it would be like if, like, you know, someone was UFC champion for a year and then Don Fry comes along and knocks him out in one punch. Like... Don Fry just goes to punch him and opens his hand up, backhands yeah. him. Um, I can't remember anything else that happened at First Lane. There was Nothing matches. Um, but it's the last event before WrestleMania. They kind of just sort of squeezed it in there because they, for some reason, they felt like we need another pay per view. And it's like it's great on WWE Network that you and you know you get all these events every month, and it's only nine ninety nine a month, which is good value for what you'd be paying on pay per view for these things. But friggin', can they have a reason for them? Can they at least feel special? You know? No. WrestleMania's in two weeks, though. <laughs> you hyped? We had we just had a pay-per-view. Now WrestleMania's in two weeks. Great. That's not fucking scraping the barrel. Yeah, but Fastlane was... Laughing <clears throat> the Fastlane. The last pay-per-view they did before that was like... Um, they usually used to call... A, was it still called Elimination Chamber? I don't think it was called Elimination Chamber this year. But it's one where they have an Elimination Chamber match, which is one of the really silly concepts. But I like it. Where two wrestlers start in the ring and there's four wrestlers locked in cages inside a giant cage. Yeah. And then every five minutes one of those wrestlers is let in at random. A cage in a cage. Yeah, so they get their cage opens and they jump in and get in the fight and it's an elimination rule, so when you pin you have to leave. Um that's a really cool concept, but that pay for you I can't remember anything that happened on it. That's just what's happening. Um hopefully WrestleMania will be more memorable. You review something, you penis. Alright, my next review is going to be Zelda Breath no. of the Wild for no. the week. Oh. No. It's no. going to be um, Jordan Peele's new film, Get Out. Get out. Don't get out. I mean, do, but get into the cinema to go see Get Out. Get up, get up, and get down. Get up, get up, come on, and get up now. Get down with the sickness. Yeah. Awesome. Everybody get up, sing it. No, Five what's will make you about? get down now. What's Get Out about? Is this that racist movie? Shut up, you it's fucking racist. racist against white people. Fucking racist. So anyway, Get Out is <laughs> a horror racist. film. A horror film about a young couple who are in love. Yeah. They happen to be a white lady <gasps> and a black man. No. Yes. Yes, no. that can happen, even in this day and age. Outrageous. Madness. Anyway, they've arranged to go to her parents' house for the weekend. Does she phone up and say, guess who's coming for dinner? <laughs> It was suddenly Ashton Kutcher, and they're like, "Fine, it's all right, no, then. it's Sydney Poitier for fuck's sake." All right, no, look, come on, you didn't see the remake. <laughs> yeah, thankfully. <laughs> Poor fucking Bernie Mac. Being <laughs> old, you fucking haven't seen old dogs. Jesus. Um, anyway, so um, yeah, so he's invited to their house for the weekend, um, and they turn up. It's Catherine Keener and Bradley Whitford mm-hmm. who play the parents. All right, um, Stephen Root's in there as well. He's got a nice cameo. Since the place on fire. He's going to set the place on fire. I just want to wear red stapler. <laughs> anyway, so... Um, Streamlined so, stapler has got a bit of reaction in this <laughs> I just feel like it has a bit of projection. Um, so anyway, so he turns up at the house with her and creepiness ensues. Hmm. Now, um, a, lot of the, a lot of the stuff that's... Like the trailers and reviews and things, they, they lead you to believe it's about one thing, but you have no fucking idea what's going on in this movie. I can guarantee that. Hmm. 
Like everybody who sees it is going to believe it's a film about one thing, and the the last forty minutes are pretty fucking great because it is just it is just the idea of. Um, you, I'm not going to get into the ending because I don't want to ruin it for anyone. I think people should go into this with fresh eyes. It's got to be a Stepford Wives thing to end it, where like things aren't what they seem. No, people are kind of no. Mm. You have no idea. Even though even though you're saying that. All the clues in the trailer are like, oh, black people are a bit weird in this place, and then white people are overly friendly. Mm. You have no fucking idea what any of that leads to. (laughs) You've got that part, great. Yeah, that's that's that is the fucking capital letter. That's the the setup. It's like the setup is a step for noise, Twilight Zone esque. It doesn't. That isn't even the step. The setup. You'll see. You. I mean, you need to see it. It's. It is. Have you watched the actual Stepford Wise film and not the remake? Yeah, and it's a good film. Yeah, the remake is fucking awful. Yeah, where fucking Nicole Kidman pretends to be a robot at the end to save the day. Pretends. <laughs> Have you seen Invasion? She's clearly human. She cries and everything. Ugh, no, robots can't cry yet. I'm a big fan of Invasion of Body Snatchers, but I couldn't bring myself to watch. Oh, that yeah. I, Daniel Craig. He is gives zero shits in any. Yeah, you fucking don't care. Yeah, <laughs> if you watch that film, you can taste the not giving a shit. Um, but anyway, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna more talk about what I enjoyed about the film because I don't really. Uh, the problem is, I like I said, I can't reveal anything without fucking it up for anyone else who wants to see it. But don't reveal anything then. So I'm just gonna talk about the stuff I liked, and I'm gonna give you an honest review. I honestly, I think this is one of the best films that's gonna come out this year. I I can't see it being topped. Directed by Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele, who is part of Key and Peele. I yeah. fucking loved Keanu. Yeah. They made recently. A-A-Ron. A-A-Ron. Yeah, that's me. Less of the attitude. <laughs> Shanique. La- no, who is it? Laquanda. Yeah. Um, but no, it's um, it's it's a uh, fucking... It's... Jacqueline. It, Jacqueline. That's it. <laughs> Jacqueline. It's Jacqueline. <gasps> um, but, uh, okay, so there are... Uh, it is it is filmed in a very traditional horror movie way. Yeah. It's filmed much like the way that um Hitchcock filmed Psycho. Well, I've noticed a trend this year in the films I've seen so far yeah. that directors seem to be going, you know what, fuck all this bullshit that's going on in films. I'm gonna shoot films a proper way. Yeah. I'm gonna edit films right. And that's what you've got. Yeah. Like you've got great sound editing, first of all. Yeah. Conversations are panned properly, so when you're watching something, you know like in Transformers you've got like Mark as good Wahlberg. sound editing as John Wick too, which is Fucking phenomenal. There are there are issues I have with John Wick 2, but are you going to review John Wick 2? I did that last time, didn't I? No, I did it last time. Was that last time? Oh, yeah. I could have reviewed John Wick 2 instead of making up a Mass Effect Andromeda review. Well, you can still review. I'll give you an extra review if you can do John Wick 2, because that was quite funny anyway. Um, but there are... You know, like, if you've ever watched a Transformers film in Surround Sound, have you ever had the... Had Wait, the which Transformers film? Transformers 5? 5's not out yet. <laughs> Uh, three, two, one. Any of them. All right. So uh, here's the thing that happens. Right? They'll have conversations, and yeah. the conversation will be going on on screen. So here's the spacing. Right? You've got Mark, Marky Mark, and the Funky Bunch on your right, um, and then you've got on the on the left, you've got say um, Optimus Prime. And what will happen is Optimus Prime, all of his vocals will be panning all the way around the back of you. On the left. That's because the camera's rotating in a Michael Bay film. No, no, still shot. So you'll have Optimus <laughs> this Prime... This still shot in a Michael Bay film. You'll have, you'll have it as if Optimus Prime is behind you, despite being in front of you, and then you have Mark Wahlberg, and Mark Wahlberg will also be behind you, but only on one speaker. Yeah. So it'll sound like they're both talking behind you, and that is, that is poor sound editing. But that happens in a lot of action films, because they space it to the scene before the scene you're watching. 
Hmm. Whereas with this, a conversation is had. It is filmed on screen. If the shot changes, so it's different, like it's a different framing, then the vocals will come out from different directions to immerse you in the scene. Yeah. So it changes and keeps up. And that's fucking great, because I haven't seen that happen in, like, fucking years. John Wick has great sound editing, but has the same problem that booming voices, all on the left or all on the right, Mm. all of the speakers in front of you or all the speakers behind you. You know, like, John Wick, his voice has to take up three speakers in one area. There's no panning all the way... Because Johnny talks really quietly. If you don't, (laughs) you don't hear it. That's true. But, like, like, then you take someone like... the best sounding guns ever. You take someone like Common in that film, Mm. and he gets one speaker... Well, and he important. mumbles a lot, so you fucking can't understand him. The deaf woman's more more, more clearly annotated. She gets all the speakers. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, so John Pill uses strings, he uses traditional framing elements, he uses vocals, but he uses them all in a film that's non-traditional because you go into this expecting something, you get something completely different. It's a love up to 1960s horrors. It and is, stuff. and it's so fucking yeah. well done. But it's done in a way that doesn't adhere to the tropes. It twists everything to make it work in a modern setting. So you know, like you know, like often if you've got a film nowadays and they want to make it like an eighties horror film, they'll just fucking set it in the eighties and pretend that's it, so that they don't have mobile phones. Do you remember and the shed in ET, and it's how they made it look like the one yeah. in Stranger Things? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Do you know, like the fucking thing about ET is they had guns at one point. Kids won't remember that ET had guns in it. Yeah. Because they've got walkie-talkies now. <laughs> No, they took that out now. Did they? Yeah, Spielberg returned it. He said never again. Yeah, fucking thank God. George Lucas fucking got his hands in Steven Spielberg's arsehole and started fucking creeping in. Um, But anyway, so, uh, yeah, so it's it's nice that instead of going, okay, so technology doesn't exist in this time, so we can just pretend that people don't have mobile phones, there's none of that convenience of being saved. No, instead they've got, like, a person leaves their phone on charge and some mysterious person just unplugs it and runs out of battery. Oh. Because that's an easier way... Of overcoming technology. People's battery dies out in six hours now nowadays. So it's more than likely you're going to get four fucking chances in a day to unplug someone's phone and leave it on the side. Stuff like framing and lighting as well. Nighttime scenes look like night. Can you fucking believe it? They don't have blue fucking filters over everything to make it look like night. They don't have a hundred oh, so fucking lights. So they have lights. to hire, get people to come in at night time and film. That's yeah. inconvenient to them. Yeah. Instead of... they supposed to watch Netflix. There's a scene. There's a scene that's shot at night. It's in the trailer where the black guy is running towards the camera. The black guy. He a black happen. guy is running towards the camera. His name's George. Yeah. In the, in the film, if that makes you feel any better. It doesn't for me. I don't like saying their names because they're, they're traditionally racist, like, like weird, like, you know... Um, God, what was the song? There's loads of like horrible, horrible... Theme tune from George of the Jungle. No. But anyway, so um, George is running towards the camera and you can see from the shot in the trailer, you can see it's just street lights mm. and everything else is just black except for the fucking tree line and you've got the blue sky in the background and he's running in between these street lights and it looks incredible. That kind of framing is excellent and it's the old VHS style high contrast CRT style framing for everything as opposed to nowadays where you've got fucking loads of digital shit and there's all effects everything's grey now yeah it's all effects thrown in it's all shit it's saturated everything's grounded in reality even in the first five minutes there's a scene where a guy is on the phone just walking down the street and the street is is just orange lights it's Mm. just the street lights and you've got a dark bit next to you and that's it it's great they let dark space be on the film you could have filled that with a star's face (laughs) but I fucking loved it I adored it I genuinely fucking think this is the highlight of the year and it's happened in the first three months are you sure when Justice League's on the is it Justice League this year Wonder Woman Justice League 
Spider-Man Homecoming. Ooh, Thor Ragnarok. I actually look forward to that. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum's in it. Yeah, and he looks amazing. Yeah, I know. I love Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. We've also got um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah. But for horror... Horror? Oh, horror. There's a new Saw film, isn't there? This yeah. year. Great. Yeah. For horror, I think this is the highlight. This is going to be the highlight for me because I... What, I, you're saying that Rings isn't going to be the highlight of horror films this year? Oh, bye-bye, man. <laughs> no, I don't think that's going to be the horror. There are strings don't in it. Don't think it, don't say it, don't there, think it, don't say it, don't there think are, it. Well, bye-bye, man. This <laughs> comes out from behind us. Uh, there are fucking strings in it. There's the fucking... <laughs> like, yeah. there's proper strings. There's proper orchestra music and it's fucking incredible. There's another shitty fart rock. They've had to part with every fucking franchise. I mean, like Resident Evil. They got Marilyn Manson to do the soundtrack on the first one when he was cool. And... I know what. Yeah, the Slipknot. Um, so oh, I've yeah, seen. Oh, yeah, the theme tune one. The other one's on there. This is the third yeah. horror movie I've seen this year. Yeah. It's been released in cinemas. So, Underworld. Oh. Resident Evil. Oh. Underworld, really? Do you count it as a horror movie? It's a horror franchise, isn't it? Yeah. Resident Evil's not even really a horror movie anymore, but it's a no. horror franchise. But um, of all of them, this is the highlight. Of course, it's the fucking highlight. I mean, there's other stuff coming out this year that might be good. Kong... Kong? Kong Skull Island. Um, I might consider that horror in the... Apparently, that's like dumb as shit, but fun. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. I want it to be like King Kong, the Peter Jackson film, if they just stayed on the island. Because that was the best part of that film. Where they're fighting fucking bugs. The best part of that film was when it actually <laughs> fucking got on with doing anything. Yeah, in the, on the jungle. Because half the film is like... In the jungle. Just, Jesus, taking their you time. You just wanted to be in the jungle. It's the best part of that movie. So I give... I give Get Out a Tom Atkins. Oh. Get Out... As in the hedgehog? No, as in the actor. Get oh. Out and go fucking see it. All right. But just say, um, John Wick 2 is the best film of the year so far. Nope. Because it has lots of shooting in it. It has one of the worst scenes of the film, and I've seen fucking Resident it's Evil. It's fucking underwater. amazing. There is the scene in the train station. That's brilliant. It's fucking <laughs> awful. That's <laughs> <laughs> the fucking worst. Yeah. That's amazing. That that's film's not great. amazing. The whole film's great. No, that scene is fucking bullshit. You know, that's, you know that's bullshit. Don't even fucking pretend no. you like that no, shit. No, that's... It's brilliant. The way they're... When they're having the fight that's going on for ages, and they just crash through the window of the... Friggin' uh, international ground, and it's like no fight, no business conduct on international ground. Like, that's all right. Stop I thought that was quite drink. funny, and they bought each other a drink. Yeah, yeah. I thought that's quite funny. They roll down the stairs, it's like yeah. that goes on for ages. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah, film's great, but I just fucking hated. But the best film of the year, and my next review, is Logan. I thought you were going to review John Wick Two. Well, I just mentioned John Wick Two. You reviewed oh, John Wick Two last time. Logan, 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 Logan. Yeah. Saw it the other day. It's fucking fantastic. Absolutely, like, ridiculously good. It is It is absurd how good it is. And you, you'd start to think that maybe, just maybe, Fox don't give a shit about what happens with any of their X-Men films that aren't called X-Men. If you take the X-Men name off the film, it seems like they're just letting people get on with it and make stuff. Which is pretty incredible. Because this film is like... You know, like how the X Men films are like a representation of like the comic books in certain ways. Like they don't match the style so much, but they're it's the tone. Like they're fairly light and fun, and occasionally silly, goofy schlock stuff. Yeah. But Logan is like 
you know when they just say to Frank Miller, hey, do you want to just write whatever the fuck you want on Batman? And he comes out with The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. That's what Logan feels like. Like James Mangold, he directed um, The Wolverine a couple of years ago, which was all right. It wasn't a bad film, wasn't brilliant, but it was better than X-Men Origins Wolverine, the greatest parody action movie of all time. Um and James Mangold also, if you know, directed Girl Interrupted and Free Ten to Yuma. He's he's a good director. And what he's done with this Logan is it's like his own film. It's, it feels like a film that they actually had to make. Like it wasn't it wasn't one where it was like, you're only making this film because we've got a release date and you're going to fit into it. It feels like a film they wanted to make because they wanted to tell a particular story. And the story is about old man, like Logan being old, his body's been poisoned by the adamantium for years, his healing's not working right, he's kind of given up on life. Yeah. Him and Charles and Caliban are like the only mutants left in the world. I like how Caliban has somehow survived yeah. after all this. Um, Despite he could be defeated by a fucking black, like a UV torch. Yeah. <laughs> well, they keep him keep him well. Um, it's, like, it's really interesting stuff. It's like Logan's just basically trying to get a job. He's trying to buy a boat. So him and Xavier can go off into the ocean. Um, and there's all these, like... There's loads of elements to the story that are, like... They're only brought up in tiny lines here and there. Like, you'll hear a little thing on the radio. Or there'll be a little line about something horrible that might have happened years ago. Mm. And you don't... Never really sits there and just goes, This is exactly what happened years ago. Now let's have a flashback with a CGI younger Xavier. None of that bullshit. Um, That's good. It's... The main bulk of the story is Wolverine gets called up by, gets picked up by, um, you know, the woman who plays Diaz's mother in Orange is the New Black, her. Yeah. Um, she's got a girl and she says, You need to take my girl to this place. It's called Eden. It's in uh, North Carolina or something like that. North Carolina. Or somewhere. She's got to get him somewhere. Um, it's a place called Eden. And she's like, Then, you know, he's, Wolverine's like, I'm not going to do that. She says, I'll pay you a load of money to do it. And he's like, Maybe. Um, because he just wants the money for his Sunliner boat. That's all he wants. He just wants to get a boat. Um, and Xavier's going senile, and he keeps having these fits where he like freezes people, like tries to freeze them in time, but it's quite, sort of like sucking the air out of them and killing them and all this. Oh, right, nice. Um, which is bad. Um, well, you say that. So they, they eventually they pick up the girl. Wolverine doesn't really want to do any of this. Um, he doesn't want anything to do with it, but there's bad men after her. The Reavers, who were in the comics, they were yeah, they're cybernetically they're enhanced. People, yeah. Yeah. Um, they've all got little cybernetic parts. One of them's got a gun for an arm. It's pretty cool. He really? just brings it up, he's got to go like that. Um, which is pretty awesome. awesome. Yeah. Um, the thing that will get you with this film, like that's when they escape. It's got some excellent action sequences, like just the brilliant way the action feels a little bit more real, like it's taking place in a real world. Mm. Um, like when he goes to drive through a fence in the limo. And it's like building up to it. And it's like, dan 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 and he hits the fence. And the fence just goes... And he gets stuck on the fence. And then tries to drive away and the fence gets pulled down. And he's like pulling like barbed wire fencing around on his limo. So like, he is just he is just a man who is yeah. slightly, slightly... Everything's in- fucked. Like, yeah. like nothing goes quite according to plan. Um, but the film, like from the very first scene, it doesn't feel like any other X-Men film. Like the first shot of the film is Wolverine waking up in the limo, being rocked about. And the first line is, fuck. And then he gets up. And there's a bunch of guys trying to steal the wheel hubcaps off the car, like off his limo. Yeah. And he's like, don't use that on them. You'll freaking grind the bearings down or something like that. And he's like, and they shoot him. And he's like, fucking hell, Jesus. And he gets back up and basically slices the shit out of them. So the very first scene is like people getting their arms lopped off and their legs cut off and like blades through the head and blood flying everywhere. Um I'm very much liking the sound of this. Yeah. If you've been wanting to see a really violent... Like, you remember the scene in X-Men 2? Where he goes, eh, there's no blood. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Imagine that with buckets of blood spilling everywhere. I love that scene. Yeah. Um, 
but it is like him unleashed and he's he's decrepit and falling apart and he's not well at all he like no. he gets like busted up and his injuries aren't healing they're like open wounds that you see on him and stuff like that um, his blade doesn't come fully out in the first fight oh, one so of the blades it out. Yeah, he's grabbing it like pulling it and there's blood pissing out of his fingers where he's slicing his fingers up trying to pull the blade out um, Sounds good. And the little girl that plays X twenty three, Laura, mm. um, she's like amazing in it. She's like mute through the film, sort of. But I don't want to spoil stuff because the trailers did a really good job of not showing a whole bunch of stuff. Like there's probably at least like like you barely see Caliban in the trailer. You barely see Richard E. Grant's character in the trailers. He's like the leader there's, of the Reavers, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's sort of like an organization that's creating mutants. Well, they're trying to recreate they're, mutants. They're trying to use make them, them as powers. weapons. Yeah. yeah. But um, there's there's stuff like there's entire plot elements that are completely ignored in the trailer. They don't mention that's good. Uh, massive plot elements. Um, there's a there's a couple of shots in the trailer where there's effects. They've purposely left effects out so you don't know what's going on fully. All right. Like when Wolverine shoved his claw into the guy's head. Yeah. Um, there's actually a thing going on in that scene. So like you can see it like there's an effect going on screen which is something to do with Xavier. And oh right. Okay. All this shit. So yeah, they've they've hidden a lot of stuff in. Um, like the films. <laughs> brutal it is bleak as fuck um it is mean spirited at times really like yeah there's there's some stuff that i think people would like it's like gut wrenching um one of my friends saw it and she didn't enjoy it because she found it kind of like it triggered her anxiety and stuff like that but she said it thought it was really good i had that with skyfall it's like it's painful at times it was weird like i had uh, issues with skyfall where i just felt really sick yeah <laughs> I think that might have been the film though more than anything. I love Skyfall. Lift <laughs> the Skyfall. But um, yeah, there's. It is like a bit of perfect send off. I don't want them to ruin this and have Hugh Jackman play Wolverine again. Well, there's rumours that he's coming back for. Um... Well, he said he's done now, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And so did Xavier. So did um, Patrick. Oh yeah, Stewart. yeah. Patrick Stewart's definitely done now. I don't know. He but he's more sort of I'll do anything for money. Patrick Stewart. I would do. For <laughs> he's cash. not Malcolm McDowell levels of do anything for money. I would, he'll win. yeah. You say that until he's in the fucking. Um, he hasn't been in a Nuva Bowl film. Kangaroo Jack remake. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, Logan's Logan's friggin' I superb. Would do like for like when James Mangold directed Wolverine, he kind of took on what Darren Aronofsky was trying to do, and then what the studio wanted to do, and Darren Aronofsky wasn't having what they wanted to do in it. I liked Wolverine, and like the film's really good up until the last like twenty minutes. What the Wolverine? Yeah. Where it turns into a secret lab robot fight. And just <laughs> Secret lab blasty, man. Hmm. Um, but this one feels like something in the same sort of vein as other James Mangold Ooh, films. Veins. Um Yeah, the little girl plays Laura, like, super violent. Like, yeah. she probably kills people in the most grotesque ways, and she gets put through shit as well. <laughs> oh, of course she does. Yeah, that's, that's good to see a little little girl getting, like, getting fucked up. <laughs> But yeah, absolutely worth watching. Like, freaking superb. Hats off for not ruining the film with trailers. Yeah. Um, Good on you. Yeah. Bonza, as Bonza. Wolverine would say. I don't know what you can say you can compare this film because there's no there's no superhero film that feels like it. The closest I would say, as treating a film as a serious thing, comic book as a serious subject matter, is probably The Crow. It's probably the closest I could say because the the Crow's goofy in places, but it's like. It sets it in a real dirty, dank world, but Logan's like a modern version of that. Yeah. Where it's taking a serious comic book idea. Um, the idea that it was going to be an old man Logan story is completely out the window. It's not that at all. No. 
No, no, I didn't think it's, it was going to be. Yeah, it's it's an old oh, it's an old Logan, it's old Logan, but it's not yeah. like it's not old man Logan. I'm um, um, see, I'd like them to have done an old man Logan film, but but that story's the, stupid as fuck. Well, that's, that film it's full of some of the dumbest fucking shit. Fucking bleak as ever, well. <laughs> ever in comics. Yeah, it's fucking bleak uh, as well. Nah, uh, it's uh, it's excellent. I, I just fucking we'll see it again. You want to go see it again? Yeah, we'll go see it together. Anyway. I haven't seen it. You review a thing, you donkey raping shit eater. I think I've done that one before. You have. Uh. Yeah. Um, okay, so my final review is going to be Zelda Breath no, of the Wild. No. I don't have anything else to fucking talk about. You've got plenty of other stuff to talk about. I don't have plenty of stuff to talk you, about. You can't review Breath of the Wild. Why can't I review Breath of the Wild? Because I've got to review Breath of the Wild. Well, you can review Breath of the Wild first. And my, review, my review's more important. What is your review? Of Breath of the Wild. It's All right, then in that case, I'm going to review... Um, let's think about what else I've played can't bogart my review I can it's very rude it's my turn Um, (laughs) okay so I recently started going through all the old Wii U games I didn't get a chance to play because you know it's a Wii U yeah it was never really fully supported by Nintendo or anyone else it was supported by Nintendo. They're the only ones who supported it. Kinda. Anyway. So I've been going through some old games on the Wii U. Mm. I recently played Project Zero. Oh, yeah. Um, Lady of the Water or whatever. Paul Giamatti, the fucking simulator. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. So I started playing um, Project Zero on the Wii U. Um, it's the third, third or fourth one. Fourth one, I think. Fourth one in the line. The, like, main storyline. Project Zero. Um, it's not very good. Well, it is and it isn't. Here's the problems with it. Hmm. The Wii U gamepad is implemented well for probably one of the first times I've seen it implemented well in a game. Yeah. Um, It works as the camera. So when you're in the game and you're taking pictures of ghosts, if you look on screen, you can just see the ghost and you sort of have to take pictures and you have to assume that you're hitting targets. But if you look at the Wii U gamepad, which you use to aim as well, you can see target reticles on the ghost and what you're actually capturing, so they have weak points, they're hidden. Ooh. You won't be able to see them. And you've got to take pictures with the fucking gamepad anyway, so you might as well just look at the gamepad. But anyway, so you take the gamepad, and using the accelerometer, you can also turn it sideways. So you can take a take a portrait picture or a landscape. And get the best side. Yeah. Um, so certain ghosts will call for you to do a portrait shot. Well, they just turn up and landscape. go, portrait please. No, no, they'll turn up and you'll try and get them like You can that. tell by how they're voguing. Yeah, well, no, you, you get the camera and you look at them <laughs> and you'll step back and you'll see, oh, look, they've got a vertical line of targets instead of some of them have like a halo of ghost heads that float around and they get more and more ghost heads as you hit them all times. All right. And then if you can get a picture of all of the ghost heads in shot and then the main head of the bad guy, you can kill that ghost in one, essentially. It's like a headshot. Nice. Whereas with the other ones, you have to get vertical and you have to get like everything in. Uh, but anyway, so uh, this game... Let's go into the details. Uh, mechanics work well. Everything works well. Controls work okay. Uh, the problem is that when you go into portrait mode, aiming becomes a shit show. Because I don't aim with the thing itself because that's difficult to do because it just overcompensates for all your movements and you can't adjust the sensitivity in the thing. Yeah. So instead what I do is I use the thumbsticks but then still look through the gamepad. Can't fucking do that when you've got the gamepad held ver- vertically because you're doing like that for forward because you can't Doing what Com- for forward? Audio. You're, like, you're, you're turning the... Well, you're pushing the thumbsticks right instead of going... No, so it sorry. doesn't recalibrate the it direction. It doesn't recalibrate the directions, no. Oh. 
So you need to fucking, like, ugh. Ugh. <laughs> and it's just fucking nightmarish. But anyway, so, um, but the game itself... You I just use motion controls like they want you to do. It's so hard to do. <laughs> So hard to do. I, I, I wish that I wish that, that I could as much if, as possible. The problem is that if you could just use two triggers, <laughs> either of the two triggers, you could essentially just hold one <laughs> and then aim and then use the other hand to perfect it. But because you've got to hold one trigger yeah. and then press the other one to fire, you've got to hold it in this awkward per, like position like that. You can't just. What you should do is instead of turning it, is just lie down, tilt it. No, just tilt it. Just lie down. No, just try and get Dutch angles on everything. Just yeah. like, ah! If the villains are crooked, then you should <laughs> use a Dutch angle. There you go. Um, the game itself is very atmospheric. The sound design's fucking impeccable. Mm. But just, it's a £60 game for just the vanilla version. And they didn't even put the bikinis in it. <laughs> they took out all the perks. I don't give a shit about that. I fucking hate those people. Stupid cunts who say they were censored <laughs> just because they don't get fucking teenagers. Censorship. A censorship of 12-year-olds aren't in bikinis. A censorship if I can't fucking masturbate to the 12 year olds in bikinis. It's like, no, you're just a fucking pervert. Yeah. It's not It's not censorship, it's it's localization. Well, my mate Andrew Blankley, my it's... old mate from school, he got in trouble because he had pictures of anime girls who looked young. <laughs> they didn't look young. They were practically uh, squeezing when they saw Justin Bieber. He thought it'd be okay because they're anime. <laughs> it wasn't okay. Wrongman. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So, He's not my mate anymore. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't at the time. Let's face it. Yeah, I haven't spoken to him since school. But, um, but, but when you find out about your old school friends, um, he'll get to that age soon. When your friends turn out to be paedophiles, no, I won't. <laughs> I don't think I went to school with any paedophiles. Um, but all in all, the know. game is the game is fine. Just, I mean, like, I don't know. The problem is I don't know who it's no for. No one can hear you. I don't know who this game is for, 100%, because yeah. it's too slow to be a survival of horror. Zero. And it's not fast enough for it to be a challenge. It's quite yeah. slow, so it's quite easy to complete. They always have been, though, haven't they? No, there were other ones that were quite good. Have they done Project Zero dancing all night? Yeah. The dancing dun 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 Um, uh... But if you've got a Wii U and you're looking for any sort of horror game, this is kind of your only option, isn't it? They did all. They did a bunch of the Resident Evils on Wii U, didn't they? No, they didn't for GameCube. Oh yeah, they did. They did remakes on Wii, didn't they? Yeah, they work on Wii. <laughs> on the Wii makes. Yeah, the Wii makes. Um, um, they should do a um, a Project Zero game where you're a filmmaker and the ghosts are in the studio and you want to get rid of them, but you don't want to bother them. So you got to sort of like make him not realise you're trying to capture him in the camera. So what you have to do is set up shots and make the shots work to like capture the ghosts as they just happen to be passing by. <laughs> so you're just like, we're going to have a sweeping pan shot here. Don't worry, ghosts. It's nothing for you. And then just, yeah, get him quick. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Directing the scene. I like it. Um, but yeah, so I just fucking, what's the point? What's the point in that shit? Project fucking Zero, eh? Uh, but I give it a. Is it another game you pirated? No, <laughs> I give it a Harrison Ford. Now, it doesn't care if you play it or not. Yeah. It just doesn't give a fuck. I mean, if you enjoy it, play it. But if you don't, who fucking cares? It'll get an earring and turn up ten years time, retired, but it'll be saying it's Indiana Jones again or Predator again. He's going to be in Blade Runner, isn't he? Ugh, the new Blade Runner. Great. Directed by Denis Villeneuve. Great. Very good director. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, so it is. It is definitely a game, at least. This is a game. Well done. Yeah. 
That's the very least you can ask yeah. for from a game. Yeah, that it is a game. Yeah. It is a video game. It has video mm. game elements. That's good. Unlike fucking The Order 1888. <laughs> no, The Order 1886 is an FMV movie from the 90s. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, right, so I guess I'll review something, shall I? Yeah, you go for it. Um, well, I won't review Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, <laughs> oh, shall I? Fuck yourself. So I brought Legend of Zelda Breath of the twice, Wild. Twice, almost. Yeah, almost twice. I cancelled the second Which one. Which is why I get a copy. <laughs> Buy one, get one free. No, I was going to... I was gonna. I ordered it off Amazon and they were like, oh, sorry, we're going to deliver it on Tuesday, they tell me, on the day of release. Um, and I deleted... I cancelled that and then realised that they had not given me a voucher. Mm. So that got cancelled. Um, but Breath of the Wild, um, I'm, oh, it's fucking superb, isn't it? It's really, really good. Well, I don't know. I'm not allowed to have a fucking opinion on no, that because I'm fucking... Nah. I'm so, fucking the only person who realised that that fucking Nintendo don't give a shit about any of us, and we spent fucking I only spent 120, 110 quid on the console, but they don't fucking care about us. They don't fucking support it as much as they could have. Breath of the Wild was ported to the Switch and improved on the Switch. I don't know, it's not much different. So what the fuck similar. are we doing? Like we are the we are the people that we are the fucking Wii U fan base at this point. So many people gave up on it. Like have you seen the collections people have? Like they'll have all the Wii games and they'll have fucking two or three for the Wii U. There's well, only I two have or like, three games. I have like twenty games for that fucking console. No, I've only got like three. I know. <laughs> Four, maybe. But um yeah, Breath of the Wild, it's they've they've basically taken like they've you know, over the years, over the last few years, people have been like, Oh, you know what, these Zelda games are all the same, aren't they? They wouldn't even let me play and fucking games without motion controls. They've I switched off the motion controls on it. No, I mean on fucking um uh, Project Zero. Yeah. But they um yeah, Breath of the Wild, they've like they've kind of rejigged the Zelda basic setup. Yeah. A load. It's a big old open world game, which is usually an alarm bell for me these days when games suddenly become open world adventures. Um, especially with towers to climb, but they've like they've taken out all the bullshit. Like when you look at the map, there isn't like millions and millions of things to collect. It doesn't like like if this was made by Ubisoft, there would be symbols all over the map showing you where every single Korok seed is that you need to find. Yeah, and they aren't there. Um, the map's friggin' massive, mm-hmm. like ridiculous. Like that first area you go on, you can run around that quite a bit and have a little adventure. Um, but that's the smallest area in the game. Like, every other area is, like, three times as big as that. Um, and the only things I'd say, like, I've issues with, like, performance-wise, there's, like, some frame rate dips, but I'm not too bothered by them. Like, they haven't been they haven't been frame rate dips to the degree that it really stops me playing it or anything. Yeah. It's just, every now and again, it drops a couple of frames. Eh. Whatever. There are some areas where it really drops. It's not been too bad for me. Right. Like, not really any issues. Even on, like, the most ridiculous moments, like, and it gets pretty flashy. Um, you know, and there's, um, it starts off with motion controls for camera and arrows, and I switched that off straight away, because that's nonsense. Um, there is a shrine I came across where you have to use motion controls to move a ball around a maze, and it annoyed me, so I turned the shrine upside down. Like, I did that. <laughs> yeah, I just turned the whole map upside down, so the ball landed on the flat side, just rolled it, it, rolled it and it flipped yeah. it off. Um, the other way of doing that is to jump onto the maze, freeze the ball in time, and then smack it off the edge. <laughs> so well, see, what I did was I just turned the Wii U gamepad all the way round, so mm. it just landed right at the part where it just flicks out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I turned it upside down, so yeah, it landed no, on the I flat didn't do on that. The I just, I just went, I went, oh, okay, yeah. all right, and then oh, there you go, yeah. done. It was yeah. pretty awesome. But um, yeah, there's not really any issues I have with it. Like some people complain about the weapons breaking all the time, but I quite like that it causes you to constantly switch up what you're doing. Like constantly, you're always changing your weapons. Um, there is. 
at least so far I've come across two weapons that a weapon and a shield that if you break them you can rebuild them but they take some stuff you need things to do it so that can that can be troublesome um the dungeons in it are kind of like they're not like other dungeons there's as far there's like these four divine beasts that you have to free and mm-hmm. each one is essentially the dungeon yeah. and they have some sort of battle building up to them then there's the dungeon and then the boss um, and the main dungeon part, every single one is the same. You have to get your map. That will give you control to some sort of movement on the bot on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, like when you're on the, there's a divine beast that's an elephant, and you can raise his trunk up so it squirts water down in different parts of the map. Oh yeah. Um, to you know do things like turn cogs on a wheel or yeah. put out a fire or whatever. Yeah. Um, there's a bird one that you can tilt left or right to make platforms move around inside. It'll give you advantage to glide from one place to the other. Um, but they're like really simple. You just basically have to get the map and then hit five terminals to activate the final one that kicks off the boss fight. And all those dungeons you could probably do in 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes, I think. Um, and I think that's kind of a concession because the Switch version's a mobile console primarily, well, sort of primarily, but shorter battery life on the Switch console. They probably want to make sure that you can do the entire dungeon sequence before your battery dies, I yeah. imagine. Um, they're probably thinking more mobile because all the like the handheld Zelda games um, on the DS usually have shorter dungeons than what you're used to on on other ones. It um, seems, it, oh. but they've 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 basically taken it down to loads of small moments. Mm. And the idea is is that you have little half hour adventures. Yeah. So you go off and you find a shrine, or you go, I'm going to climb to the top of that mountain and see what's up there. Yeah. And you you know you make your way. Um, the cooking on it is brilliant. Like you make elixirs and make things that give you different stat boosts. Um, you know, keep you warm when it's cold or things like um, improving your stealthing abilities so you can sneak up on things and twat them over the head. Yeah. Um, there's just mystical wonders to see everywhere. There's it's really giant cool, isn't fucking it? dragons. Have well, you seen the dragons? No, not yet. I still haven't seen them. I've seen I, two of see, them. See, that's the problem. I haven't had a chance to play it this weekend because I've mm. been doing stuff all weekend. But one of the things I love, and mm. it's not something that you get really in the older Zelda games, and that's the sense that, like, any second you're going to find like a small little tiny dungeon you can go into. Yeah. Or you're going to find a point where you can get a, get a new stone and then possibly get a little bit closer to a health uh, to like a health upgrade or a stamina upgrade. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to find like a little puzzle where you've got like you've got like a circle of stones on the ground and there's two missing and you've seen them somewhere earlier on yeah, so you fucking pick them up and yeah. drop them in. Just stuff like that all the time. I'm constantly on the lookout and it's not even like it doesn't get boring. Yeah. I'm just constantly on the lookout. Like I'm like, oh shit! That- you just get distracted. Like you're yeah. trying to figure out where the memories are and stuff. And yeah, stuff like but- the Blood Moon as well that I recently found out about. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> there's like a Blood Moon that just resets all the fucking bad guys. Um, so if you, you can- cook food during a Blood Moon, it gets extra effects. Really? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so there's all weird stuff. There's stuff like. Um, if you kill an animal on Death Mountain, the lava cooks the meat straight yeah, away. Yeah, If you shoot a bird out of the sky with a bone arrow, it drops on the ground, you get a cooked chicken chicken leg. Yeah. There's all sorts of little nice, tiny little details, like things that you wouldn't expect to happen can happen. Um, I saw that, I want to try it out, where people pick up a chicken and throw it at, a bad, at the enemy. So the enemy hits the chicken, and the enemy attacks, gets yeah. killed by all the chickens as they attack. Um, I've seen enemies picking up other enemies and throwing them at me. Oh like yeah, the big yeah, the ones. big ones. They pick yeah. up the little ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's giant monsters every now and again. You just come across like a. There's one bit I was walking along and I walked on a rock and the rock started moving and got up. Yeah, and it was a giant monster. So I picked out my uh, my hammer and twatted his weak spot for massive damage. Um, but the scale of it's crazy. Like uh, there's a mountain I climbed to the top of because I was trying to solve this riddle 
Turned out I got it wrong, but I found two shrines up there. And then at the end, I was like, I'm going to jump off of here. And then I jumped off and then realised my stamina, which I hadn't boosted yet, was going down. And I was still a few thousand feet from the ground level. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm probably let go here. Well, I had... Um... I do like you can break your fall from thousands of feet just by tapping the glide button seconds before you hit the ground. Like, just... It's fine. One of my favourite things to do is... Um, is I like I like taking a bow and arrow, getting someone to chase me for a few minutes, and then just fucking, once I'm bored of them chasing me, I just go into the fucking arrow mode, aiming it, and just go, aim it up just just a quarter of an inch, and it's a headshot. Mm. And just fire it, just watch it go... Pew! Like that. There's um, different bow and arrows of different drops yeah. patterns. Um, some bow and arrows are first person as well when you try to really? use them. Yeah, the sniper arrow bow and arrows, they fire uh, forever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's some that fire multiple arrows in one go. Yeah. Um, I've had a few of them. Like I've got one that fires three right now. Just like that, and it only takes one arrow. I'm um, I'm finding more and more. I just, it's, it's like the perfect version mm. of Skyrim. It reminds me of like Shadow of the Colossus, where it's yeah. just like you get an environment and everything's what? everything's huge and. That's the thing. It is. Like it's, it's like any. It's the best open world game so far. There's no equivalent to They managed the... to make towers interesting to climb. Because every time every time I play that game, I, I fucking... In the beginning, you know you've got the ice section you've got to get to to get a couple oh, of towers, yeah, yeah. right? You can go and you can buy warm clothes or you can go and make a chilli. There's, um... If you talk to the old man in his cabin, yeah, you, you can, can solve get... a quest and he'll give you some warm yep. clothes or something. Yeah, I, I had the... I made some food that would um, provide... Yeah, the thing. The it ran out and I just ran for it. I... <laughs> Fucked all of that off. I picked so many mushrooms because I went through the woods. Yeah. So I picked all these fucking mushrooms and herbs. And all I was doing was I was eating them every couple of minutes so that when my health went down, I could just boost it back up yeah, and then keep it. going. And then like I got to the top and there was just a bloke who was just like, "Well, oh, here's some warm clothes." I was like, "Awesome." <laughs> well, I did um one of the divine beasts I did last night, the spurred one. Yeah. It's freezing up there, yeah. and they were like, "Are you ready to do this? It's quite cold up there." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I've got like the." protection for the cold I've got like about 20 minutes worth of that yeah. I've got like a flame stick if you've got a flame wand yeah. just equipping it will keep yeah, you warm, keep warm. Yeah, um, and that. this you need like you need both to yeah. on this part because it's, it's really so cold. cold yeah yeah. Um, that didn't last so I did the whole dungeon like well half the dungeon by the time it started running out and beat the final boss with my health constantly draining yeah do you just keep eating stuff yeah, yeah. I was just like standing I like if you tap it you use a different yeah. hand each time just quickly um, chuck them in I ran out of all healing stuff and I beat the boss with two health two hearts <laughs> left and after I beat him I like stood for a second just looking at my phone before I picked up the heart and was like oh shit fuck pick up the heart <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just teleport teleport fuck off and you just quickly pick up the heart before because it restored your health. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was crazy. That that was action packed. But I fucking love it. Yeah. Because everything that feels like you should be breaking the game, ah, they just they expected that. They thought of it. Yeah. Yeah. They wanted you to break the game There's because a, you can't. I saw someone saying they were walking around. They found like some water in some rocks, and it was a weird, funny colour. It reminded some hot springs that he was in in Japan. Yeah. And he stepped into the water, and it was like it healed him when he got in the water. Yeah. Because yeah. it was like you know they thought about all these tiny little details. Um. I like when you make a really some bad food, which doesn't happen often because everything seems to combine together. Oh, the weird pixelated yeah, you stuff. Get pixelated food. Um, yeah. I like there's a sequence where you have to dress up as a girl to get into a girl a town where only women are allowed. Mm. Spoilers. Um, in fact, say spoilers. You can t- you can approach the divine beast in any order you want. Yeah. So who knows when it's spoilers for you? Yeah. How far into the game it is? Um, you have to dress up as a girl, and one of the characters says you're good looking, and Link blushes and stuff. <laughs> the only thing that bothers me with that the costume you get as a girl you can't upgrade. Because oh. I was kind of thinking, I mean, I think it could be good for people who are trying to do speed runs where they go straight for that, 
get the costume because it's got bugger all defense mm. and finish the game with like one armor. Oh yeah, just like free health and one yeah. armor. Have you seen that someone's completed it in under like under thirty five minutes? Or yeah, you can go straight to um, Ganon. Ganon apparently. Like, yeah. I don't know how you'd do it without the Divine Beast. I assume they have to do something to unlock. Nah. Yeah, but I don't know. But um, I'm not going to look at that until I've done the game. No, yeah, I'm not going to do that either. Yeah, and I still want to explore more. Yeah, um, I found I'm... like a couple of classic areas from Zelda. I found there's um there's an island in the middle of a lake. That's where one of the dragons is. You'll see it. It's near the mm. starting area to the south. Mm. Um, don't go too close to the dragons. I found that out. They'll kill you. Well, they're not like they're actively trying to kill you. This the electricity one just has lightning balls falling off of it that will fly towards you if you're holding anything electric metal. <laughs> Um, that's another thing don't hold anything metal when there's a thunderstorm on put away your metal items um, there's so many tiny little details in it though and what I like is it's got survival elements but there's no fucking hunger bar because that's like one of those crippling things in it's games it's one of stupid things in games yeah um, and you can get rid of the stamina thing like you have a limited amount of stamina but it can be upgraded tons there's like every four shrines you do you can upgrade a health or a stamina and there's a lot of them there seems to be tons of them. Um, but yeah, I, I think once you get past the first couple of hours where things do feel a little bit restricted, and it's on purpose to stop you climbing down off the plateau, isn't it, at mm. the start? They don't want you climbing down and falling to your death. Um, so, that, you know, it's a little bit limited early on, but then once you're out of that first part, because that's essentially just there to give you the four main runes that you're going to be using for your quests... Um, and you get more powers as you go along, and none of them are like really traditional Zelda powers. There's like it's like the bomb. There's no hook shot or anything like that. No, no hook shot. There's two different types of bomb: one that rolls, one that doesn't, which I think smart. Yeah, there's remote, and then there's the one that rolls. Well, they're both remote, but it's like one of them stays on the spot where you throw it, and the other one rolls. Yeah, know, the remote right bombs are yeah. one that stays on the spot. Isn't they're it? both remote bombs. Yeah, I know they yeah. are, but one's remote and it's just a ball. Yeah. The one's a remote bomb. It's like a square. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Two different shapes. Um, there's also like a camera thing, which is quite fun because you can anything you take a photo of, you can make the the shrine the Sheikah Slate track. Um, so you can take a photo of a mushroom, and if you want to find that mushroom again, oh, yeah. the Sheikah Slate will point you in the direction of him. Um, but yeah, it's it's just refreshing to play a game where like it's all about adventure and finding things, and you know, like you can play for hours just wandering around, doing fuck all, like just seeing what will happen if you go in this direction for too long, which usually results in me getting killed by some giant monster that I wasn't expecting. I walked into one area last night and there was, um, you know, the mocoblins or whatever they're called? Yeah. The um, really big ones. Um, really tall fuckers. Yeah, I, I bumped into like three of them. They were black. Um, went to the wrong neighbourhood. Does um, that mean that they're stronger? Yeah, they, the darker their skin colour, the more powerful they are apparently, it seems. The weak ones are red and then it goes blue, green black as far as I can tell but um, those three of them they messed me up like I ran for it I had to charge out of there and I got to a safe distance and teleported away um, but I'm just it's refreshing to play a game where you look at the map and there's not a million things all over it and it's like you know the the towers aren't just there to instantly highlight everything in an area you climb up the tower and then you get your binoculars out and you choose what you're going to highlight like you can see a shrine in the distance and you can place a marker on it yeah. Um, if you like, if someone gives you a clue to something and you think you know where this thing is, you can go onto the map and you can stamp it, and it gives you a little, like you know, you put a star down or something. To oh, tell you, you loads of those stamps. There's like a yeah. hundred of them or something stupid. Yeah. Like that. But it gives you a chance to like make your own marks on the map. So if you know that if someone says, "Oh yeah," if you go to the end of this river and above this thing, there might be something there for you. So now you know. Okay, that's where it is. I'll put a stamp there. I'll remember that for later. 
and you got a little note. I think it would have been cool if they let you draw on the map on the Wii version, but I guess they got rid of any tablet stuff because of the Switch. That was me. I imagine so. But um, yeah, um, absolutely might be my favourite Zelda game now. Link's Awakening and Link to the Past have always been my favourites with Majora's Mask up there. But this is like, this is pretty close. Like it's if it's if it's not the best Zelda game, it's very close to it. Yeah, I <laughs> I dare to say that it's in my top five games of all time. It's freaking superb. It is incredible. But if I bought it's, a Switch, I'd consider buying it again. Because I, I want to taste it. Uh, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. I can't justify it again. What I wish I could do is just use the Pro Controller to play it. Oh, you can't. Can you not no, use the I don't Pro think Controller? you can. Pass me the box. don't think you can. Because there's nothing the touchscreen does other than play it on the... Oh, no, oh, you can't use the Pro Controller. Oh, sweet. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, all have, right. have you used, um, you know, your Link Amiibo? Yeah. Have you chucked that down a couple more times? No. Because um, those Amiibos, I found out, they got three days' worth of extra stuff. So the first day with that Link Amiibo, you get Epona. The second day, you get some armor, and then you get some uh, weapon. Oh, really? And you get, like, classic Link to the Ocarina of Time Link tunic. Nice. Yeah. Um, same thing happens with the Toon Link and all that. Oh, that's cool. So, um, yeah, and you can get Ganon. I think you get Gerudo armor with Ganon and stuff like that. Which is pretty awesome, like little yeah. bow stuff. Wolf Link's always Wolf Link. Like when you put that down, oh, okay, you get so you just get Wolf Link. Yeah, but he's pretty cool, and he'll hunt down things. And um, if you've played a lot of Twilight Princesses, level will be higher, and you can use that to yeah help you through areas. I'm gonna go back and play Twilight Princess. I think. Yeah, I kind of think I should because I want a stronger Wolf Link. No, I just want to play because I've never mm. completed it. Haven't you? Oh, no. it's really good. I like Twilight Princess. I think it gets a bit I uninspired liked, towards I the end. I like the but... first like ten hours. Yeah. The last few dungeons are kind of very well the game the dungeons are quite linear in the game. Yeah. But the last few really are. Like they really you notice it. But then again, the dungeons are quite linear in this one. Like yeah, you basically just have to figure are, out the yeah. approach. No, they get really some some dungeons are like there's a there's a optimum path to finishing dungeons in Zelda games, but they usually ask you to explore and travel around. Whereas Twilight Princess is like you get a key for the special room. And it'll open a pathway to let you get back to the start or wherever you need to go to use that key. Yeah. So it kind of just takes you on a route. So you rarely revisit a room. Mm. Whereas older ones require a lot of, you know, moving around and solving things and spatial awareness and stuff. Yeah. Um, the dungeons in this one, like they don't really have that and they're really short and it's kind of, there's not much combat in them. Um, but they you do ask you to prepare a lot more in Breath of the Wild, especially that flying bird one. I figure the one that's on Death Mountain requires you to get lots of um, stuff to resist against heat as well because it's crawling over lava and that's probably going to be pretty warm. Um, but yeah, Breath of the Wild, fucking superb. Yeah, spectacular game. Um, it's hard It's hard to imagine that there's... like Okay, so we've got right in front of us we've got a game like Yakuza. Yeah. As much as Yakuza's a great game... It's a fucking hilarious game. It's funny, but <laughs> it's... Now everything seems like it's a mess, doesn't it? it's the Ubisoft format that a lot of games have adopted over years because I think it's, you know how Ghost Recon Wildlands came out at yeah. the same time as Breath of the Wild and Horizon Zero Dawn apparently has a whole bunch of like usual Towns. open world tropes taken away Yeah, like it's actually Horizon's a bit more well, pared Horizon's down Horizon's a bit more like Jurassic Park the game isn't it apparently mm. so like animals can come and attack you at any time and there are different things that can happen yeah, but apparently it's like but it subverts still a whole bunch of the usual open world stuff yeah but there are still towers and shit and like collectibles and whatnot yeah. but um, Ghost Recon Wildlands is Ubisoft the game again mm. and that's tired as hell yeah I'm done with it like you see what the Assassin's Creed maps look like now 
No. And it's just icons everywhere, yeah. as far as oh, the yeah, eye like can I've see. Oh, yeah, like I've played Unity, and there's yeah. just fucking shit everywhere. Yeah. I have no idea how to play the fucking game. Yeah. No wonder I got it for £1.50. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. yeah. It's a Breath of the Wild but if you can find a copy anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's <laughs> the thing. My, I was speaking to my friend Sid last night, and he's got a Switch. Bought a Switch. Right. He's never had any interest in the Wii U or yeah. Nintendo. He last Zelda game he played was Ocarina of Time, and this is one of his favourite games of all time now. Yeah. I think the Switch is going to be a really good console for like grabbing people who like want a console I, that looks adult. It looks like an adult piece of tech. I just I don't think it's meant to be a home console. Probably not, no. <laughs> because have you seen like the shit about the dock and stuff? It's a piece of crap. Yeah, I, I, I do. If I got one, I'm going to put some fabric inside the dock to stop it scratching I just won't the screen. use the dock. Yeah. doesn't make sense to use it, does it? I reckon someone will probably release a portable thing to... Well, a better thing to plug it what into I reckon TV. Nintendo will do is two years down the line, they'll be like dock 2.0. And mm. it'll be like something that does boost the power. It boosts it slightly. It's not much, though. No, but it doesn't boost it. It's just because it's in dock mode. Yeah, but if it's, there's if yeah. there's a game that wants to utilize that additional power, it doesn't need to be docked for them to do it. No, no, because it's just a bit of plastic with connections. It's got a direct power source though, so it allows it to access more power. No, it doesn't. It's just the same plug that you use to plug into the switch. Hmm. Just goes in the side of the switch. Dock. So no, it like um, opens up the amount of RAM it could use at once by about twenty percent. Apparently, it increases the bandwidth. I, I, thought they, I thought they they said that that wasn't the case. Well, Digital Foundry said like it bumps up the amount of RAM, the amount of um, bandwidth the RAM has by about twenty percent when you've got it in dock mode. Because the dock hasn't got much in it, but it's not it's not like accessing new stuff. But because it's got a direct feed to power, rather than running off batteries, it can pull more energy at once to running things. Yeah, that was back in December. They said that it takes no it's... Digital Foundry's video on Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. They were doing about it. yeah, but um, yeah, it's weird. I don't know. I would have just run Breath of the Wild in 720p. Yeah, but why would it, it, though? Because it is just a fucking block of plastic. Have you seen what it's inside of it? Yeah, it's just a pass-through, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, but it's it's, a block of plastic. Yeah, it's not that. I mean, when it's got the USB-C plugged into it, it's like got a direct feed to the power. Like, in theory, if you plugged a USB-C power brick into it, like plugged into the mains, Mm. the switch could go into dock mode there and draw more power. But it won't. Why not? Is it just maybe the screen? Maybe it's the it's power It's a quirk of Nintendo's designed. Nintendo love to put quirky designs in. Because they're Nintendo. It doesn't make any fucking sense to me. They it, made anyway. a Fisher-Price toy with a screen on it and sold it to us a few years ago, man. Yeah, I got it for 110 quid, though. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It's good. End of podcast. Well, yeah, just about. Oh, I'm still doing 100k. Are you're you? going to donate. It'll be on the page. You're going to link it on the thing. If you actually send me the link this I'll time. I'll send you the link this time. Um... <laughs> Yeah, please donate a pound, two pound, three pound, any denomination of money. Pound of, pound of bananas. Any amount of money, then that helps. And if you don't or can't donate, then please just You'll share kill it. You. You'll kill them. I won't kill anyone. Oh. Thank you for listening. You can find me at Chris Apocalypse and, and at LV54SpaceMonkey uh, on Twitter. Uh, you can find out on YouTube on the Bella Gaming. You'll find love me you. playing Breath of the Wild for the next week. I fucking love you, people. I really do. I'm so fucking tired today. Oh. Why am I so Should tired? Should have a nap. Ah, fucking naps. Naps for children. Night, night, everyone. Good night, my lovely people. Night. Gently slumber. Night, night. Sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs bite. If they do, do a poo. Put it in a Cornish stew. I have no idea what you're doing about. It's from that... Bottom. Oh, I know Bottom. Red sky at night, angels delight, green sky morning, global warming. Ah. <laughs> I remember my bottom lines. You remember a lot of bottom lines. Yeah. I remember scenarios from Boston. Bastards. Good night, you lovely fuckers.